Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 211, and it will be about contractors' messy bookkeeping issues solved. You see, messy bookkeeping happens just a little at a time. When contractors are doing their own bookkeeping, it becomes a problem that simply grows and grows. Because there are no, there is no limit to the number of transactions that can be entered into QuickBooks improperly. So messy files build transaction by transaction, or more simply put, invoice by invoice, receipt by receipt. All of them can be entered into QuickBooks improperly. There is no pop-up that says, whoa, this is wrong. You need to do it over. Doesn't happen. Not going to occur. So let's say, looking at it this way, like a brief metaphor, unlike loading the dishwasher or washing socks, which have an end, you run out of dishes or you can't find clean socks, filling up the dishwasher will magically produce clean dishes. After loading, adding soap, pushing the start, the rest happens automatically. The quality of clean dishes depends on the soap, how you load the dishwasher, and finally, the pre-rinsing, which is optional, depending on the dishwasher you have. Same thing happens with the washing machine. Fill the machine, add soap, turn on the washing machine. Better results happen with a little bit of sorting by clothing type or color. The washing machine will wash either way. The clothes will come out clean. The unanswered question until the load is done is, will the t-shirt come out white? Are the colored clothes the same exact color as when they went to the washing machine? You see, Many contractors practice the keep it simple method, the KISS, K-I-S, keep it simple method for bookkeeping. Put all receipts in the drawer because we all know that out of sight is out of mind. If you go in the back porch and you can't see it from your house, it doesn't exist. The drawer is next to the computer with the QuickBooks for contractors or some other bookkeeping software sitting on it. Using the power of wishful thinking and positive mental attitude Many contractors hope the transactions will magically appear into the bookkeeping software without any additional assistance from them. I wish it were so. Unfortunately, with all the technology available, it still requires the help of a real person with accounting skills to know where to put the transactions in the system. Say in QuickBooks, for example. Now, the primary question that we always ask contractors and ask them to ask themselves is, does income exceed outgo? So get to the end of the month and ask a simple question. Does income exceed outgo? End of the quarter, does income exceed outgo? End of the year, so on and so forth. If the short answer is yes, there's still money in the bank and all of the bills are paid. Problems come from not knowing what to do. You need to understand what is money in? Well, I'm going to give you a quick overview. Money in are things like 
You do an estimate, you take a job deposit. You send the customer an invoice. They pay it, customer payments. That's money in. You get loans or lines of credit. And that's money in. Usually it's from a loan is from the owner or somebody else. Or it's a line of credit on the business. You get refunds. So you bought material at the supply house and later on you returned it. That's a vendor refund. That's money in. Maybe you get a rebate. Maybe you purchased something and there was a rebate involved. That's money in. So what's interesting, just to kind of look at this to begin with, of those five things I just laid out, job deposits, customer payments, loans, refunds, and rebates, only one of them is direct money in and has invoices from the customer. There are four other sources from money in. Now money out is pretty simple. Money comes in the left hand, goes out in the right hand. If you have me left-handed, it comes in the right hand, goes out in the left hand. It doesn't really matter because it still works the same way. Um, too many contractors are just a conduit, a pipe through which money flows. We want to figure out ways to divert some of that money as it comes in and through your company. So money out, guess what, is only five things. And I coined a phrase oh, 20-some years ago. I call it LEMOS. So the first thing that happens for money out is labor in the form of payroll and payroll taxes. Now, if you're a, a one-person operation, then you're paying yourself. Somebody's getting paid for labor, either yourself or your employees or both. The second one of LEMOS is M, L-M, material, is money out. Then there's O for other, and that's plans, the permits, the cell phones, the other direct and indirect job cost. And your cost gets sold in chart accounts. The fourth item of the S, LEMOS, LMOS, is subcontractors. And basically subcontractors are outsourced labor and possibly material. Then the final thing, yeah, it's LEMOS, and that's all in the cost goods sold. In the expenses side, which is called overhead, is guess what? Overhead. And overhead is everything else. If it's not one of those four things I mentioned earlier, it's overhead. So that's the five ways money comes in, the five ways money goes out. Okay. Now, the bank only knows what's been deposited. And the check register, same thing. Only knows what money's been deposited and what has cleared, what checks have cleared, and the balance left in your account. Without an accounting system that tracks all the income expenses, how do you know? It's easy to put everything on autopay and forget it. Unfortunately, your clients have higher expectations and may not be willing to pay you based on when your auto pays are coming out of the checking account. So one method is to have money in the checkbook and everything will be okay. In the short term, all is great. This is known as, quote, robbing Peter to pay Paul, unquote. In other words, you're paying yesterday's bills with tomorrow's money. And this works perfectly when the economy is booming and work is plentiful. You can take that jaw deposit, go to the nearest truck dealership, and buy a new truck. Not that you've done that, but I know that several contractors do that. So, money's coming in fast like a spring thaw with no end in sight, no big deal with supplier bills, or subcontractor being paid twice. So they got paid twice, so we didn't have a good accounting system. Hey, you know what? There's enough money for everyone. Let's not get greedy. Unfortunately, that was not the way it works forever. Outside forces, also known as the business cycle, 
The business cycle is just think of it like waves in the ocean. It goes up and it goes down. And generally the business cycle is roughly, give or take, seven years. So you're going to see seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine at different degrees. But that's roughly what the business cycle is all about. And so if you know the business cycle is going to happen and you take appropriate steps in your business plan, you can avoid having some major catastrophes. It's called strategic versus tactical. Um, just a quick segue, there was a, a book written several years ago. It was called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And he identified, and I'm going to paraphrase, this is not exact, but it's just a paraphrase, that um, if the grand strategy is correct, then a number of tactical errors can be made, and yet the enterprise will prove successful. How's that translating to you guys, guys and girls in construction? If you have a strategy and it makes sense and you follow it, even though it doesn't make sense to follow it, you still follow your strategy. Because if the grand strategy, your business plan, is correct, a number of tactical errors, you can buy the wrong material, hire the wrong person, make little tactical errors, and yet, at the end of the day, your business will be successful. Outside forces can cause the world of construction to go from a boom to a bust in minutes. And recovery it takes longer than a few days. I'll take you back in ancient history. And this goes back in the time of the dinosaurs when they roamed the earth. And I, was, um, I had one of my businesses in construction in the 1970s. There was a certain president, bless his heart, who was elected in 1976. Well, by 1979, he had managed to, through various policies, and it's, you know, I'm not into politics, I really don't care, but through various policies of his administration, interest rates overnight rocketed to 21% for the prime rate. Now, those of us who lived through that, we knew what happened. Construction absolutely stopped across the country. A lot of contractors, a lot of builders, a lot of subcontractors, especially contractors, street contractors, went out of business because everything stopped. Not a good thing. Again, I'll just harp on strategy. Enough said. I've written <coughs> several articles and lots of podcasts on strategy versus tactics. Um, take a look at my website, www.fasteasyaccounting.com. And just search on the website there for various uh, pieces of information on the strategy. Now, for example, weather-related floods, hurricanes, earthquakes, avalanches, mudslides, no snow, too much snow, bridges cra bridge crashes for right reasons, all of these things can cause major interstates to be closed. And yes, if you're a contractor, that affects you massively because contractors pack up their entire business but inside trucks and vans and on the back of pickup trucks and flatbeds and what have you, and they take it to the customer's house. So you're in a mobile environment all the time. Other economic factors can cause businesses to lay off workers or close. High fuel prices and everyone stays home. I remember waiting in the long lines to be able to get gas again in the 1970s when that certain president was in office. Bless his heart. Uh, and by the way, it wasn't all his fault. It takes a lot of people working together to destroy an economy or to make an economy. No one person is responsible. Um, 
leaders do have a lot of impact. So at that time in the 1970s, getting gas, your day to get gas depended on the last digit in your license plate. Your last digit was an even number, you got gas on even days. It was an odd number, you got gas on odd days. And about that same time, it seemed like Houston, Texas would be a ghost town forever. Well, here we are in 2017, and no, that's not the case. Matter of fact, for those of us who lived through it, in 1971, there was a billboard in Seattle, and it had, and I quote, with the last person leaving Seattle, turn out the lights. Go ahead and Google that for yourself. It's really kind of interesting. And I recall in 1971, driving down I-5 on the freeway at 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, the speed limit, I believe, was around 70 at the time, but I was doing 90 because way frying the distance. And in front of me, I could see a little dot. That'd be a vehicle. And if I look at my rear view mirror and I look really close, way in the distance would be another dot. That's another car. Another vehicle. I was driving a, uh, a truck for our landscape company. Actually, my stepfather's landscape company. I was driving the truck, uh, going and getting um, various um, large rocks to build rockeries. And it was just bizarre. There was like nobody on the freeway at all. It was great. But as it looks now, downtown is dense. Downtown Seattle is dense, full of skyscrapers, and building projects are everywhere. And traffic is a nightmare on Elm Street on steroids. It's horrible. So all I'm saying is, you know, things change. Just be aware of it and uh, take advantage of it wherever you can. You see, construction contractors face challenges of feast and famine depending on your local area. The last few years in many areas of the country has been extremely tough on construction contractors. Some areas became the new boom towns, while other areas declined or stayed the same. No growth on them to decline. In those areas, Contractors, and we love contractors, contractors adapted what they did and for whom they worked and survived. There's a, a phrase of a, a movie some years back called Heartbreak Ridge in which the protagonist, um, as it were, uh, the actor, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, boy, that's too bad, drawing a blank. Anyway, the actor, very famous, so I can remember his name, but he had a great line that that movie. It was Marines improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's contractors. Contractors improvise, adapt, and overcome. So the contractors were finally financially able to close shop and weather the storm, the ones that did. Some contractors went back to work as employees of other contractors. Some contractors changed professions. Some contractors changed lifestyles. And some contractors just flat out retired. They said, this is enough. I'm done. I've had it. Now, and here we are in 2017. And for whatever reason, uh, the economy is picking up in many areas of the country. And the need for contractors is becoming vicious. We are hearing from a lot of contractors who are, this, is, this podcast is being done in April of 2017, I've heard of several contractors that are booked out for the entire year of 2017, which is wonderful. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. The need for contractor bookkeeping is increasing. And so we're finding it really difficult to find qualified bookkeepers to hire. And a lot of contractors are across that same problem. You can't find a good qualified bookkeeper who understands construction. 
So contractors are going back to work. You're able to charge reasonable prices versus cutting the bids just to keep working. Because for a very long time, it was very depressing for contractors to look at the numbers when they know there's limited money for personal use. Um, understand that. All income going back in the business in the form of tools, trucks, equipment, and material for the job is a good way to do it. But you want to keep a little income for yourself. But here's what happens. A lot of contractors are doing that and they're hoping to get by without any major truck breakdowns. They're hoping the weather will be good and the jobs keep coming in. They're hoping to get back to that part of the construction the contractor likes to do and not just what it takes to keep going. Um, again, we know a lot of contractors who specialize in certain areas and they, they hate other areas, but you do what you gotta do to survive. Many contractors took on additional businesses or other business types just to be able to keep going. Many of these second and third businesses were not directly related to the primary business. Again, contractors are unique people. We improvise, overcome, I'm sorry, start over. We improvise, adapt, and overcome. Some contractors found a need and filled it. I made a little extra money going along the way. And by the way, that's, um, that's marketing in a nutshell. Find a need and fill it. And if I could be so bold, and I've said this many times before, give the customer what the customer wants, not what you think they need. That was a piece of gold right there if you pick it up and run with it. Uh, I've made so much money in construction that I'm embarrassed because I did that very thing. And I, we, when we, we, had, we had no more construction companies. We sold our last one in the year 2000. But I recall one in particular that was a real interesting individual, nice lady, real sweetheart. And she wanted every room in her house painted a different color. We painted one black and one green and one screaming yellow, screaming yellow, and another one was um, burnt orange. I mean, it was like eight or nine different colors. And she had, we were doing some remodel work, remodel contractor, and I guess she had called a number of painters and contractors and said, this is what I want. And all, they all came in and argued, well, that's not what you need. Here's what I think you need for colors. Well, she had a reason behind it. I won't go into it, but she called us up. I went and took a look at it, asked her what she wanted, asked a few questions. Is, you know, what color did she have in mind? This was called a Pantone colors. So I... I brought some, you know, fans uh, of colored charts, and she picked out the color she'd like, and we painted the entire house exactly as she wanted it. When we're all, she was happy as a clam, happy as a clam at high tide. We got all done. She said, "Why is it nobody else wants to do what I wanted?" She said, "And you did it exactly the way I wanted it. Do you like it?" And I said, "No, ma'am, not particularly. I don't like it, but that's just a personal opinion." Okay. What counts is, do you like it? That's what's important. And she says, I love it. It's all that mattered. So I'm going to give you a quick randalism. You can be right or you can be rich. Pick one. Enough said. For those of you who understand that, you, you got it. For the rest of you, continue being right. Most new construction builders do not want to do a custom home project, and I recommend that you don't. Find your niche and drill deep into it. Most custom home builders do not want to do large additional uh, add-on products or um, big remodels. 
Most general contractors do not want to do small remodel projects. Most remodel contractors do not want to do hanging projects. And most trade contractors do not want to do more than one trade unless it's related. Well, there's a little key there. The fact is, if you're in construction or in your business for that matter, you get rich in a niche. I'll give you an ex a perfect example of this. Um, I recall some years back, I don't know, 20 some odd years ago, that I was, I heard of a guy who came from New York City and he had a crazy, crazy idea. He was going to sell a product for like a dollar, maybe a dollar fifty. At the same time, at that time, you could buy this product anywhere in Seattle for 50 cents. I mean, if you want a big one, 65 cents. So I heard this guy's going to sell the same product for a buck or a buck and a half. I thought, this guy's crazy. He's absolutely nuts. But this person understood his product, he understood his market, and he, had, he got rich in a niche. Just that simple. Love him or hate him, his name is Howard Schultz, and it was called Starbucks Coffee. And by the way, um, for what it's worth, I love Starbucks coffee. So there you are. If I hadn't have been right, I would have invested heavily in the stock. I've been rich. I invested in the stock, but I was right. It didn't make sense, so I didn't at the time. It's since I've mended my ways. It's just a quick example of, you know, think outside the box and find that need and fill it. You get rich in a niche. Okay? No said. Let's not beat that one to death. Um, I will say for what it's worth, the, uh, the clients that we work with who do focus on particular trades do extremely well. Now, the current rate for all these contractors that did survive the tough times and will survive the future tough times are that the contractor did what was needed to revive your family. Contractors did their own bookkeeping, spouses helped with the bookkeeping, paying bills, and answering the phone. Now, many spouses are self-taught because it didn't matter if the training was available. There was no money for it. Now, both contractors and their spouses want to know these simple things. Number one, are we making money or losing money? Number two, which jobs are making money and losing money? That's called job costing. Number three, is that five cents in the checkbook our money to spend as we please? Number four, is that five cents in the checkbook already spent and the check has not been entered? Number five, is that five cents in the checkbook due to a supplier or some other bill coming I don't know about yet? Number six, does that five cents belong to the government, local, state, federal, and taxes that I don't know about? See, so a lot of folks, a lot of contractors, bless your hearts, and I, I love all contractors. We, we do here. We just love contractors. A lot of contractors buy QuickBooks, and they use it for a glorified checkbook, which is okay because that's kind of like a very important part. But if you don't have good understanding of the key, the five KPI, the five key performance indicators, Cash on hand, accounts receivable, who owes you money, that's cash coming in, accounts payable, who do you owe money to, that's cash going out, profit and loss, and the balance sheet. If you don't have that information at your fingertips, you're kind of running blind, and that's that's hardly, awfully harsh. So all I want to say is we're here to help. We know what to do. You do not need to train us to do our job. Um, 
we have combined over a hundred years of experience in, in construction accounting along with our staff here. We do have a customized setup for QuickBooks desktop version and a process makes it simple for you to come on board because we know it works. We have a system. Our system is a process. As a client, you still do the parts you can, you can, only you can do and should do. Obviously, you meet your customers, you create bids, you create invoices, you collect money, you pay the bills. We don't touch your money and nobody else should either. And by the way, our QuickBooks is actually set up in a remote server. So no matter what part of the country you're in, or the world for that matter, if you have internet access, you can access the QuickBooks desktop version from any web-enabled device. Our part is putting all those transactions into QuickBooks in a way that produces useful reports for you and your tax accountant. Now, by the way, your tax accountant looks at the numbers one day a year. And I love tax accountants, but please do not let the tail wag the dog. Okay? I see a lot of situations where tax accountants will have the QuickBooks set up in such a way that makes it really easy for them to spend an hour or so once a year doing your annual tax return. Please set up your QuickBooks in order for you to use it. Enough said. We are here to help. We know what to do. We know what you need and we know why you need it. Now starting where you are now, we can clean up your QuickBooks file and get it current. We can clean up your QuickBooks file going all the way back to when you started, you know, in the 60s, the 70s, whatever you have, okay, and before, totally up to you. Looking at tomorrow, we can provide ongoing bookkeeping services. Part of that service is reconciling your checkbook, entering invoices, receiving payments, um, preparing payroll tax returns, preparing your payroll if you want it, all kinds of things. It's just, it's a, you, you decide what you want us to do and what you want to do. Because all those things and more are what lead to having good financial reports. The better QuickBooks reports, you make better decisions. You have more time to do the things you want to do with your life, your family, and your friends. Well, we're looking forward to getting started, and I, I, I implore you to enjoy your day. I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractors' bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we sincerely care about you and your construction company. It's our firm belief here at Fast Easy Accounting that contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring so much value to other people's lives. A lot of times I don't think you really understand how much value you bring to other people's lives. Contractors are, in my opinion, one of the keystones that separates anarchy from civilization. Because think about it, contractors build the homes we live in. Contractors build the roads, bridges, highways, and infrastructure we all commute on. Contractors build all the underground and above ground utilities that service. Contractors build all the office buildings where we work. They build all of the manufacturing buildings where people work. If there's a building, a contractor built it. If there's a city, contractors built it. 
So I'm, I'm absolutely enamored with what contractors do. And I'm going to digress briefly and give you an opinion. This is my opinion. You take it for what it's worth. You can agree with it or disagree with it. I have no problem whatsoever. In my opinion, construction is the oldest profession in the universe. Not in the world, in the universe. In my opinion, the universe was all put together by a builder. The builder had a son. His son was a carpenter. And so it's my firm belief that everybody who's in construction has a special affinity to that carpenter. And I think you know what I'm talking about. So and I say we love contractors. I mean that sincerely. I've been in construction most of my life. And I won't say how long, but I'll say it's been a, been a long, long time. <laughs> I enjoy construction. Pretty much I've been out of it since about 2000. I, I do on construction sites occasionally just to, you know, poke around and have some fun. I volunteer uh, with contractors. I don't, I'm not that quick as I used to be in the old days. But I'm still okay to, you know, help get a few things done. This is one more example of how fast, easy accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put more money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. You see, construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that and a lot more valuable to people like you, so please stop missing out. And by the way, if you'd like to learn a little bit about what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, I invite you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry 206-361-3950 or email her S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge one-hour consultation. And that phone number again, in case I said it too quick, 206-361-3950. Boy, don't you just hate when people leave you a message and rattle out their phone number? So I try to get it so you can actually write it down or remember it. The fact is that profitable contractors and construction company owners have known about the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time. And I know about it too. If you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. And you can find that at www dot fast easy accounting dot com forward slash hs thank you very much hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services bye for now until our next episode here on the contractor success map podcast where we remove contractors unique paperwork frustrations and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free just for you.